I remember when there was black and white and then they turned to color. When, when it was called Nickelodeons. <laughs> you watched a Nickelodeon for a nickel. <laughs> Everybody and welcome to this week's edition of the Posterman Podcast. I am Elijah. I didn't interrupt you this time. I, I'm I, Tyler. I, you. <laughs> I wanted to interrupt you again. I'm all I'm all discombobulated because we're not sitting around the table. Uh, I'm Ken. Hello. And I am Lewis. <laughs> it's Lewis. We're trying something new here, everybody. We're trying something new. Well, it's not that we're trying something new. It's that we're doing in a new way the thing that we've unknowingly been doing for. The whole time. For after 20. we tried to knowingly fix the unknowing. 20. Yes, after we figured out what we were trying, what we were, after we realized we were doing what we were doing, we tried to fix it and failed. So, we're trying something else, and hopefully this sounds better, maybe, possibly, who knows. Uh, well, hopefully the overall sound quality will, or at least overall volume level of everybody will be better. I do hope that the, all the ovaries work correctly. If it still sounds bad, tell us we suck in the comments. Yep, leave us comments yeah, send, and emails. Send, send us an email. And I'm not bringing it all right now. Preferably, so. <laughs> preferably just say that it was Tyler's fault. That's you, you. typically what I say. <laughs> so, <laughs> this week's movie was Isle of Dogs. And the plot synopsis for that movie was An outbreak of dog flu is spread through the city of Megasaki, Japan. And Major Kobayashi has demanded all dogs be sent to Trash Island. On the island, a young boy named Atari sets out to find his lost dog spots with the help of five other dogs, with many obstacles along the way. And we I all like learned puppies. something. That's good. <laughs> I'm glad you like puppies. <laughs> so I don't exactly know what I was expecting from this movie, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, it's... Despite it's, the fact that my viewing experience was far from optimal. Oh, how'd you watch it? Uh, on my tablet and on my phone. <laughs> mostly. It was, it was not good. I, uh, I've been reading a book that talked about the Isle of Dogs, and that was something not related to this movie whatsoever. Yeah, I was going to say, what? <laughs> so, Wait. I, was, I was like, I was like, I don't know, maybe this, I've not seen the movie or heard of it, so I was like, maybe this is something to do with this island of dogs, or whatever it's called, and the movie started up, I'm like, no, not at all. What was the book about? Uh, it's an autobiography. <laughs> wow! Uh, uh, who, who's autobiography? Uh, Bruce Dickinson. Okay. I was I was just wondering why, like, you know, an autobiography would be called... A, was he a dog? No, it's... The like I said, name like, of it's called oh, What Does wow. This Button Do? But Hippie he mentioned Hippie. the Isle of Dogs. Oh, but it didn't mention... Like, but it was talking about the movie? No, not in the least. Okay. Did he let the dogs out? Uh, in a sense of the way, yes. So who did let the dogs out? <laughs> uh, he did, and he stuck it in another singer's ear. Ah. Okay. So he let the dogs out. Yes. <laughs> um, it's a very Wes Anderson movie. That's mine. It is super Wes Anderson. It's very, yes. very Wes Anderson. I mean, Anderson. I, I'm not super well versed in the the <clears throat> Wes uh, Anderson universe. Yeah, in the the other work of Wes Anderson, but from what I remember of Fantastic Mr. Fox and Grand Budapest, Grand Budapest, it, it very it, it's like the quirkiness of the Grand Budapest Hotel absolutely makes the transition. Uh, and what he did, the Life Aquatic and the Royal Tenenbaums. I've seen each of those movies once. Did he do Lobster? No. Okay. That's another very strange director. 
Okay. He does. Uh, now, yeah, now I have to look it up. Okay. He did. He did the movie this past a uh, year, I think, 2017, called um, "Killing of a Sacred Deer." Okay. It's real strange, and he's now directing the favorite, which I believe is really good. But okay. Really strange, also. So let me look up the lobster. I, I'm a big fan of uh, of stop motion animation films, and uh, I'd say this is this goes out there to like be one of my top favorite ones. I I was watching like a mini documentary on how on how they like they did it, and like I think it was they said you know that whole scene that sushi scene uh, where they try to poison the yeah the, oh, yeah. the scientists they and like don't you see oh well, yeah 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 well they yeah they poison them. Do. yeah well they, yeah. And um and like you see him chopping chopping everything up. Mm-hmm. That took I believe thirty days just in that scene of him cutting up the sushi and doing that. Like seeing the guy go in and you just saw him like meticulously like doing the yeah. the, the 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 motion. And I just think it's not, not only is that a lot of patience, but that's just a lot of skill to. Because I feel like if it was me, like and I was doing that for thirty days, like I'd always have like something like the arm a little bit off and stuff like that. So like. You see the the meticulousness of how they did this movie was pretty awesome. He's a huge fan of stop motion movies. That's why he constantly has one in works when he's even directing other movies. Because this movie had to have taken a long time to make. So I'm assuming that he comes out with a movie every, I think every year. But um, back to the lobster real quick. That's the director's name, and Ken's gonna try uh, and read it. Oh, Jiminy Cats. Yorgos Lanthimos. I assume he's Greek. Yorgos. Yorgos. That's because that's a. There's a bar in downtown Lancaster with the same name, and they pronounce it Yorgos. Oh, okay. So I would assume. Fair that, enough. I would I'll assume that. It. I would I'll assume that. I'll would, take it. But I do not know how to pronounce the last name. Uh, but um, does Wes Anderson keep like the same uh, the same actors and like the same crew with him? He, he has a good following a cast that's with him. He yeah. typically has Bill Murray in every movie. Yeah. But the cast in this movie is stupendous. Yeah. Like, Brian Cranston's new. Yeah. Like, right. typically he throws in one or two or three new people, and then there's a whole bunch of people that he works with all the time. Okay. Yeah, well, like, Edward Norton is a, is a fairly recent a, acquisition. Yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson was in this uh, one. Yeah, and there's, there's, always, there's, like, there's always some ins and outs. Like, Kate Blanchett is, is featured prominently in The Life Aquatic and doesn't show up in many of his other movies. Huh. Yeah, no, it's a four-year gap, so he probably was went from Grand Budapest to doing this. So. Wow. Yeah, I like how the animals in this and in the Fantastic Mr. Fox look like they've been taxidermied. Oh, well, they look dead. Well, you know, that, <laughs> from what I read, like, wow. the, they used, uh, what was it, llama or alpaca? Alpaca. <laughs> yeah, for, to do the dogs, to do the dog's hair and stuff like that. Which I think is pretty dope. Yeah. Um, I really like how the language title in the beginning of the movie, it starts and it says all barks have a translated English, English, but all the other languages are not. Yeah. <laughs> Unless they're translated otherwise. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was neat. Yeah. I was like, oh, so you're a dog. That's what we're getting from here. The, the people viewing this movie is a dog. Yeah. I th- yeah. I thought that was really cool. I mean, like, at first I was kind of annoyed. I was like, man, there's no subtitles. I want to know what the Japanese people are saying. But then, like, they did a really good job at hinting what they were saying. And, and uh, one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite ones was uh, when they when they found the Oracle dog, and the only reason she knew something was because so she knew the TV. Yeah, she understood TV, the TV. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was, yeah. but she, she understands TV. <laughs> there was, but they do. But yes, going back to the language barrier, they do a really good job of everything in the background, telling you what they're kind of saying, like yeah. documents on the big screen where he stamps 
a big red no, no. Like, yeah. you don't even have to understand the words on it, but you know that's bad. Yeah. yeah well, like, they, they do a good job of, like, the, the, like, when the, the, the mayor and the, like, the general hatchet man, which I thought was interesting because you actually called him the hatchet man, uh, are talking, like, you have no idea what they're saying, but from the tone of voice that they're using, you know, like, oh, they're having a fight, or oh, this is serious, or it does or whatever, but... I wonder, I wonder how, uh, like, people who are native Japanese speakers or understand Japanese were, like, like, you know, if they understood, if, like, the dialogue was very, like, correct, like, you know, grammatically correct and, and stuff like that, if they just didn't put, you know, just words together just to make it sound, you know, like, just to put Japanese, like, you know how, like, sometimes you watch, um, if you watch certain movies and they're speaking in Spanish and, uh, they have the subtitles in English, and if you're a native Spanish speaker, sometimes you notice that the words that they're speaking aren't the words that are directly translated in Spanish, you know what I mean? Like, they're not the same words. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, I wonder if, like, if Japanese people, if they were just listening for these people speak Japanese, if they were speaking it correctly, you know what I mean? Like, if they like try it's to... it's not a verbatim yeah. translation. Yeah, like, if Japanese people were just in general, like, hearing them talk, like, it was very, like, you know, like, if it was... Like, you could understand what they were saying. But Sanderson probably... He's meticulous enough that he probably got the right dialogue. Okay. Like, it's probably a very fine line that they ran in this movie to be accurate okay yeah realistically he said this is what i want them to say and gave it to somebody who's a who is is bilingual or multilingual and they translated it okay realistically yeah that's that's my theory because i i don't think a director of his caliber would be like okay let's just have him speak random words he just said <laughs> the word mosquito 10 times in a row yeah it sounded really cool so I'm yeah yeah gonna... <laughs> So I feel like he would have gotten accurate. All right. Um, but in the beginning of the movie, you just feel bad for poor Spots as he's alone on the island and trapped in a cage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, He's just alone. sitting there, blinking. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Looking and around. He's just, the cage just moves, and he just is just ever so slightly shifting in the cage as it moves, <laughs> and then just staring at the screen. It's fine. It just changed to the. Okay. It just changed to the slideshow. All right. Is is um? I do have a question. Did you guys ever get like an under an underlining feeling that like cats were running the show? Or yeah, like, they all were holding cats. That was the whole yeah. idea. Of that. Was it then? Like what? Yeah, because okay, that's why they tell you that story in the beginning. Okay. Yeah, cats are evil, man. Yeah. The, well, the Kobayashi's are all about all about the the cats. They mm. want the cats to rule the world. They want to down with dogs. Because a part of me, because a part of me thought that they were gonna like like. It was gonna be like something where like cats were controlling uh, the people. You know what I mean? Uh, like, like I, I wouldn't, uh, like I wouldn't, yeah, like it, like it wouldn't have, uh, you know, like I would in, in that type of world, like it, it would have seemed like it would have been possible. Like you know, cats were like smart enough to to you know. I wouldn't put it past cats, man. So could have, and that boy should have been dead from the first plane crash. Oh, <laughs> from that. Uh, oh yeah. First thing lodged in his That's brain. That, yeah. He has two things lodged in his brain and is still alive. <laughs> I did a, I think Brian Cranston did a really good job playing like the lead dog. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I also thought it was really funny, uh, the democracy when they kept voting on stuff, you know what I mean? He's like, You don't tell oh, me yeah. what to do, let's vote on it. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my favorite running gag throughout the whole movie. They're like, no, we we're, we take it to a vote and then the entire rest of the pack votes the opposite of what Brian Cranston does. He goes, Oh, <laughs> 
where they're about to go in the trash cup factor and they're yeah. having a Let's vote. Let's take a vote. <laughs> Who uh, made you leader? All right. <laughs> we have an undecided vote going, but we're supposed to go over there. <laughs> Come, little pilot. <laughs> yeah, I... And a random piece of trivia is that it's all straight angle shots. Like, it's all dead on shots, like, from very center perspective. Yeah. Like, everything's shot mm. from, like, the center. Like, you're shooting right there. It's very head-on. Like, your main center focus is always in the center of the screen. That's nice. It's 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 an interesting way to shoot this movie, so it's kind of telling you a story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, like it's, a, it's like a manga comic, in short, is the best way to describe it. It's very... It flows like a book. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, so the shots are, like, telling so, you... So a little bit like the Spider-Verse. Yeah, it's like the Spider-Verse way of shooting. Like, each scene is a page. Yeah. I will say that, like, I like the, the creativeness that they did on a lot of things. Like, you know, how they did the smoke or when they were giving them a shower. Like, they used, like, um, I don't even know what... It looked like, it looked like, uh, polyfill. Like cotton, like... Yeah, yeah there we go. Stuffed. Like, I was gonna say cotton like candy, but, uh, yeah. Stuffing. But it, it, it was just really interesting, like, how they did everything. I think the only thing that freaked me out about the characters were their mouths. Like, the, like the, their teeth, you know what I mean? Like, they just looked so well, weird. Well, it's the Uncanny Valley thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was, other than that, I think they did such a good job on, like, like especially the dogs, you know what I mean? Like, I like they were all really cool looking. Just, the humans, every time they talked, it was just, especially, <laughs> especially, especially Atari, like, he was just so weird looking. Well, he did crash from the plane. He yeah. did have th- something lodged yeah, in Yeah, I mean, not even that. Head. Just like like I said, like his mouth, his mouth, like everything. Yeah, yeah. Like when he cried, like, let's be kidding. Like, I was like, I don't know if he's mad or if he's upset. Oh, there's tears. He must be sad. Yeah. <laughs> there's this interesting part in that movie where I just don't know why we did something with Atari. And that was the kidney removal scene. That we could just shot that door and it should have been like that. Oh, it's yeah. Just a, it's just a random like minute and a half long because I, I went back and timed it because I was like, why is this scene here? This is unimportant. I, well, I think <laughs> it was more to show like just the level of detail and skill. Like I think I think if anything, it was more of like a hubris thing of showing like, look how good we are with clan. Animation. Yeah, but we did that with the sushi scene. So then I'm like, okay, the sushi scene's the detailed scene I want. Yeah. And then they give you that random surgery scene when they could have showed you the surgery scene to remove the thing well, well i think there sur- wasn't the surgery scene to show that uh like his uncle was yeah but pat- he, you could have just cut from when he says i'll give the kidney to the door shutting and it says surgery in progress yeah like, but maybe they time. just maybe they just wanted to show like a redeeming factor of like the uncle you know being like all right take the kidney and then like them shut yeah, yeah. we did that <laughs> it's not like he stood up on the table it's like goodbye uh, peace and, out and jumps out the window and committed sabuku who's yeah. just been like yeah he's just take like it. <laughs> goodbye <laughs> You must give this to Atari. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was, I don't think, I don't think, like, any scene was really unnecessary, like, kind of liked all of it, but I, I can understand what you're talking about, like, why was it even it's in It's just the... a long scene, that's yeah. my problem with that part, is it, that, like, if I have to pick a part that I didn't like a lot, any, mm-hmm. it's near the end. Because the ending is just weird and goofy, yeah, and, and, and it seems like it drags a little bit. Yeah, at the and then end. like they, like they kind of just didn't know how to end it. Yeah, like they should. Yeah, like they no, should have like been. They, like, I feel like they were trying to say something, or they were trying to make a point, or there was a reason why all that's there. There has to be a reason why all that's there because yeah. it's Wes Anderson. But I don't know what that is. It's, I don't it's, know what that reason like, is. Like we have the kids there in charge now, mm-hmm. and all I said was, "Oh Lord." <laughs> And then I was we're like, doomed. Because they were like, we should have them all murdered at one point. Yeah, and he's like, mm, let's just give him a fine. <laughs> let's just give him a fine. <laughs> and uh, and well, I'm like, 
Yeah, that seems a little bit more reasonable. And then, it, like, from the point where Atari's going into surgery and everything, mm -hmm. forward and near the, in the end, it just seems to drag, and I'm just not interested anymore. And okay. I'm like, okay, I get it. And I, the only thing I wanted to know is what happened to Spots. Because I was like, okay, the only thing I'm interested in is did Spots live or did Spots die? Because we're really worried about Atari going to the mm -hmm. hospital, but then but Spots, Spots is under there and then it's just getting licked. And I'm like, oh, is Spots going to die because we don't have any vets because we put them all on Dog Island? And Now, the one thing that I would say was really unnecessary to me that I didn't really think like really needed was uh, Brian Cranston's dog's uh, love story. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think that really... What? It, you didn't want him to get with ScarJo? ScarJo well, the it puppy? Just, it just, like, I felt like they, if they wanted to make a better connection, I feel like they should have done a couple more scenes with them together instead of just, oh, hey, I heard you slept around with this dog, and she's like, what rumors? And he's like, oh, that's just rumors that go around, and then, and, that, and then that's it. And they meet at the end where, you know, she's like, you know, I, I'm this, I'm the <laughs> reporter's dog, you're the, you're, you're Atari's guard dog now. Let's hang out. You know what Maybe I mean? that's what I need to do. Just walk out and like accuse some chick of being a hoe, and then you know, like a, a couple weeks later, come back and say, "Hi, here I am again." Here you go, Tyler. Use the famous lines, the last lines of the entire movie. I'm not attracted to tame animals, and then your then the response should be, "Thank you," and then credits roll. <laughs> yeah, uh, yep. Yeah, but yeah, like I said, I, I think that I think that whole love story was really unnecessary. Or they could have done more. Well, see, I don't know to, that it was. I think it was just like, hey, there, there's something going on here. I don't know that it was a necessarily a love story, but it was because, like, they don't. You can tell they have an attraction for each well, other. Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean that it's going to go anywhere. Well, if they're owners, like the owners clearly liked each other, so I assume that those, those two dogs are going to. Yeah, in the very important meeting, he said calls her the attractive reporter. So. Yeah, and he said <laughs> that she was. That, yeah, so. she calls him cute, and he calls her yeah, attractive as well. And like they're like, and it looks like they were dating at the end. You know what I mean? Mm. So I would assume that both those dogs are, then you know, doing the dirty. Well, uh, as well, we're also ascribing a higher level of sentience to these dogs than. They would necessarily have in real life, but they fire so, teeth. They fire teeth. That that make things explode. Yeah. <laughs> I think they uh, they definitely have a higher sentience than they're supposed to. What are you saying, Tyler? It's lost now. It's it's gone and passed. Yeah, it's, not, it's no longer funny. Oh, uh, okay. It's gone and passed. But it's one of the three stop motion films that are rated PG thirteen in the U.S. Really? Yeah. Do you know the other two? Fantastic Mr. Fox. No, Fantastic Mr. Fox is PG. Okay. Um, I tried to find that information, but there was never really a clear list oh. that gave me the ratings, so I would have had to plow through every single one in yeah, every stop go. motion animation yeah. movie ever and see if it was PG thirteen or not. And no, I got you. It's like I there's plenty. There's plenty there, to there's a well, lot. You'd have to go, but you'd only have to go back as far as like nineteen eighty four or whatever. No, there's some, but then they no, also you, that's where PG thirteen starts. Oh, uh, okay. Then yeah, I didn't know that part. Yeah. Learned something new today, everybody. <laughs> About PG-13. If I had known that, I would have done that. Our next class will be next week. Yep. Stay tuned next week. Hmm. Um, but it's but speaking of the girlfriend, mm -hmm. the bar scene where she comes in with the giant notebook full of all the information oh, yeah. and slides it to the lady and goes, tell me this is true. Yeah. <laughs> tell me this is right. 
Yoko <laughs> Ono, the scientist. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she's crying and just keeps sliding. She's just pointless. And then she starts slapping her and just keeps requesting chocolate milk. It's one of my no, favorite scenes. chocolate milk once. No, because she got it twice. Yeah. Because oh, she, she, she downs it once, then looks at her and hands her the book again. Is this right? And then she downs it again, starts slapping her, and then yelling at her. And then, the, and then <laughs> literally, the, and then she just throws it across. Me. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There again. Like I said, I did not have, not have I did not have the optimal uh, viewing experience. So I'm going to be hazy on some of the details. You almost slapped me doing I, that. I was trying you to get real have. here. You I should. Let's do it now. Smell. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um. But also, back to the bad guy also. Mm-hmm. The big cat tattoo on his back didn't say they didn't like dogs at all. Yeah. I didn't like hit to anybody being like like the science guy when he gets out of the hot tub and he puts a dog in the towel mm-hmm. and the science dude just sitting there. I would have pointed at his back and be like, he's got a giant cat tattoo. No wonder he doesn't like well, dogs. Well, that and like, I would have thought that like it would have referred to him being part of the Yakuza. Because I know that like I thought in Japanese culture, like only people who have tattoos are like the Yakuza. Like, I'm pretty sure. This is 20 years in the future, so maybe that changed. Maybe. Or it's also made by Americans, so yeah, take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. I mean, but no, but no, but they kind of <laughs> referenced, they kind of hinted, though, that, like, his family, like, was a little corrupt. Like, he, you know what I mean? So well, absolutely. So, so, like, he could, and, and so that's the thing, like, he could have still been, he could have been maybe part, you know, Yakuza. Do you know who I thought was really scary looking and weird looking? Frankenstein? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing. Oh my gosh! Guy that just looks evil, and you're yeah. like, "Why? Why are he here?" <laughs> yeah, I compared them to like Nazis and the Legion of Doom. I was just like, the Kobayashi Corporation is just the Legion of Doom and Nazis just tossed into one like big group. They're like, "Oh, we need to cast this group out." How'd you guys uh, feel about the dogs that were like tested on and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, that's why I compared them to Nazis because they were oh, running tests puppies. on dogs. And then I, Trash Island's an interesting place because there's like a theme park, a golf course, and all these other things on it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what Trash is, Island, yeah, I was way more than just trash. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it was a if it was a well, a, a, a carnival well, place. Like, you know well, no, I mean? they said it was. They said there was like nuclear radiation and a tsunami and an earthquake and a volcano. So it just seems like it's a really volatile area. So it's oh, not, so it's just like it's not exactly safe for human habitation. Uh, Mm. There you go. You caught something that I missed. Woo! <laughs> off your cell phone. Good job, Ken. That was my tablet, but you know. All right, off your tablet. Um, I'll go to a random fun fact. Um, Jeff Goldblum was to be in this movie so bad that he could he couldn't do it because they were filming counteracting. Yeah. He did all of his lines over the telephone. Yeah, he did a really good job. Really, mm-hmm. yeah, all of Jeff Goldblum's lines were over and the phone. To... Interesting. It was a conflict, and he was like, I want to do it. So he did all his lines over the phone. And it's oh. you can't even tell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's job. the best part about it is... I, the, you got the, a good internet connection. Yeah, great. Well, <laughs> you're Jeff Goldblum. You can just... Well, yeah. Did you also know that... Um, well, realistically, it's like the studio sets that up. You want to know another really cool fun fact? Phone. Is that uh, I know that most of the, the dogs in the pack had names of like what a leader would be. Like King. Well, yeah. Uh, and then I don't remember the other ones. Duke. Boss. Duke. Chief. Yeah. So that, I thought that Rex. was pretty cool. Yep. Rex was sort of the outlier, but... Well, T-Rex. Isn't, I was going to say, yeah, Rex, is, Rex is king in, king in Latin. Never mind. My main... Another main question at the theme park part. Why, why did Atari, who had this singular mission in his mind to be like, I'm going to find my dog, 
randomly just turn and be like, I think I'm going to ride this slide like twice. Because he's a 12-year-old he's boy. He's a 12-year-old yeah, boy. Yeah, so he has, he's but a 12-year-old boy. Mission. No, but the entire is, time he is a boy, but yeah. he's still a kid. That's that's the that, 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 I mean, that is to remind you this is a child. I mean, do you not remember when he when he was playing um, <laughs> when he was playing fetch with uh, Brian? Fetch yeah, that's after that part. Yeah, but, but you know what I mean. Like, I get that part, but then it's just he has this focus the entire time in the beginning that's beyond his years, and then randomly he just is like. I'm gonna ride this ride that I'm not tall enough to ride, and then hey, I'm Elijah. like, "That's random." What? It's in the script. Yeah, I, I know. I will stab you. <laughs> no, but, but no, but no, but no, but I think he purposely did it to show you that, like, yeah, he's still a boy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yes, you yeah. I mean, what you say makes sense. I just, it was just a weird turn for that character, and I get it. I get why it's there. It just is. I mean, my I needed, I needed maybe a little bit more sprinklings of that yeah. throughout the rest of it, but then it just. Well, my favorite part of the movie was that every time he said "biscuitu." Biscuit. <laughs> My favorite's when you looked at his pouch the first time, he didn't have that many biscuits. <laughs> mm-mm, mm-mm. But uh, but also uh, how str- like how crappy are those machines made that all he had to do was a slingshot and a nut yeah. to like destroy the cameras and destroy these things. That's what I said about the thing. I was like, and slingshot with some random ball bearings wins. Yeah. No, but um I also I, I thought it was really really funny that like they would represent the dogs as like wanted animals and like they were like yeah this kid's been kidnapped by dogs these are the dogs that are wanted when we find them the kid will be you know what i mean we'll put this kid into we're gonna capture everybody the kid's gonna be in solitary confinement education yeah and we're gonna murder we're gonna gonna, (laughs) humanely Execute the dogs. Yeah. So anybody, the dogs are gonna die. <laughs> we're gonna capture capture them, and then they're gonna die. die. So we're <laughs> just gonna kill them all. You know, what do you think about like? Uh, do you think it, like it had a good transition? Like the movie had a good transition from you know, other than the ending, like from beginning, middle to end. You know what I mean? Like, did you ever feel like, like did at it any flow point? well? Yeah. In a sense, like, do you ever feel like you were lost at some parts or? or no. Uh, I'm gonna not answer that question. I, I watched this over in like a half dozen segments. I I so I it's can't hard for you to judge yeah. the flow. I, no. Yeah, I can't I can't answer that question. Alright, Ken's gonna omit himself. Um The flows it flows pretty nice. It just I feel like we lose characters, but that's the problem with movies with a lot of characters, is you just feel like they kind of just lose track of them, and then you're just like, okay. okay. They're off to the side doing something else. Like, the other dogs in the pack. Yeah, the other five They kind dogs, of vanish like, near the end of the movie. There's the mm. Ed Norton dog, who's yeah. sort of the boss. of the, And then the other four just sort of fade into the background, despite the fact that one of them is Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. One's Jeff Goldblum, Bill Murray, and... Or, or even the... Uh... Uh, yeah, and then by, like, once you get to the point where they, like, split up, and they get dragged through the, the dismemberment cremation, the destruction. Random, the random destruction section. Yeah. And then the one that goes over the golf course. Oh, but like, these are two entirely different tracks. Well, that was also really funny when they were like, you know, I think this machine's broken because we'd be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, you're, I think you're right about, like, the character parts because, like, there was, you know, like, when you introduce, when you see, like, the, the reporter girl and she's, like, with a group of kids, and then somehow, I don't know where the one kid's like infiltrating the. It says hacker corner in yeah. the section, and it's that's that's the best 
comeback joke from there because she looks at the hacker corner mm-hmm. and the hacker guy looks at her and you're like, I don't know who the hacker guy's with. Yeah. And then the hacker at the end just has <laughs> the love dogs on like his hat <laughs> and just and just hacked into the system and I'm like, Oh, it's that guy. <laughs> yeah, like when I was I was like, What? But I think I mean, other than those kind of small parts, I think the movie flowed really well. You know what I mean? Like I think it, it had a nice beginning middle. The ending I did think was a little kinda like we don't know how to end it, you know what I mean? It was like we've had this convoluted movie that we're just like now. Now the ending has to be real convoluted, yeah, in order to actually work out. Like, is is spots then like? Do they fake his death so that he can raise his puppies, or like what? Because no, they know, just put up a shrine to spots for oh, okay. things, but because because yeah, because like, um, Atari then becomes in charge yeah. of the entire place, so he can do whatever he wants. Yeah, so he'll build a shrine to spots because spots is what spots started yeah. all of this. Yeah. Oh yeah, so so. That's why he built a shrine to Spots to be like, oh, Spots is with his family. This is Spots Spot, and mm. this is Spots giant gold statue. All right, and I feel that this movie is very topical too. It's very stands very well with politics and all this other stuff. Big tyrant, yeah, flocking other people with various things, yeah. <laughs> Not to be political, but it just is random that in four years that movie, this movie comes out in 2018, and. It just seems so right on the money. Uh, didn't this movie get a decent amount of nominations? It wasn't it like nominated like 19 times or something like that? No. That would have been this year's Oscars, which have not been announced. Oh. Yeah. That'd be 2019, and it wasn't even up for Gold Globe, so. I, I, I swear I thought I saw someone on IMDb like it. It was nominated for a bunch of different things. I mean, it could be it was nominated for stuff that's not. Yeah. Like the big major mainstream awards. You know, it could be it cleaned up at like whatever film festival it debuted at or something. Yeah, it and was nominated for Gold Globes. That's it. How many? Two, two. Best motion picture animated and best original score motion picture didn't win. I feel like this is a really underrated movie. In a sense of like, I you know what I mean. If it wasn't for you, bring like I saw trailers for it a while back and then completely forgot about it. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go see it in theaters and completely forgot. And if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for me talking about clay animation movies and you bringing that movie back up again, I would have never even thought of watching this movie. Like, I, I do, I do, the first time I watched it, I didn't much care for this movie. Mm-hmm. I, it might be just because the Hampton 8 and their quote unquote recliner seats are entirely <laughs> uncomfortable. And they recline? I, Oh, God, no, it depends on which theater yeah, you're in. Some auditoriums at the Hamden 8 are way better than others. Uh-huh. Like, the ones where we saw Aquaman are far superior than their actual quote-unquote recliner seats. Ugh. Yeah, like, it seems like you have, there are three settings at, of, of chairs at the Hamden 8. Like, really stiff, but functional, pretty good, and awful. So dysfunctional. Uh, um... Remember the ones where we saw Valerian in? Was that the one with the squeaky chair? Yeah, that's the squeaky chair section. <laughs> yeah, that's the one where you have to put your feet on the table in front of you in order to make it recline, quote-unquote, recline. Well, <laughs> but back to what you were saying about the movie. You... Um, the second viewing was much better. Okay. When I watched it in my house and I was taking my notes and okay. everything, it was better. It, like, I liked the movie better. I liked the ideas and the story and the characters, whereas the first time I was like, I don't care about any of these characters. <laughs> I just want this movie to end so I can go home. <laughs> now, would you say that this movie does a better job connecting humans and dogs 
uh, in their relationship together than Alpha did? Yes. <laughs> okay. I have Absolutely. to agree. As much as, as great a movie as Alpha was, yes, this this does a better job of it. Is it because the, the dogs could speak like humans? Um, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> okay. Tyler would say Alpha is his favorite Christmas movie of all time. It was my favorite Christmas movie of all time. It's a good movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's move on. Let's go to our robot punches. I give it four Agent Colson's. I give it negative two robot punches. I give it five mariachi. It was the greatest movie of all time. Uh, Tyler, let's hear your one sentence that you say every podcast. Five. All right. So, so we're going to give a reason. <laughs> Nothing. Um, Nothing. Not no, a, I'm gonna. It was good. It was. It was all right. You know, there was. There was good. There was a beginning. There was a middle. There was an end. There was no there pretty was, ladies. There was some dialogue. But, uh, but uh, it was I good to see, see some girls. Well, I'm gonna give it a four because there was no boobies. Um. <laughs> In the PG-13. wait, so never mind. <laughs> so never mind. Um, no, I'm gonna. That's I'm gonna give it a five uh, again. It's. I base my stuff off of my enjoyment factor with the movie, and you know, I, I texted you like right when I sat down and watched. It. I'm like, oh my god, this is going to be awesome! Um, and through the the animation and the, how the plot went, and up until the very end where it kind of just kind of dragged out a little bit, I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, there were actors and they talked and they did stuff. Yeah, they they did the things that actors do and the, the stuff that dogs do. There was no dog poop. Like. I don't even remember the title of the movie anymore. Did it say something about a fish? <laughs> there was there was this one that lost its memory and it couldn't figure it out who it was and <laughs> they were well, lost. We're, we're on a different movie now. <laughs> I really like Slapshot. <laughs> Come on, guys. Ken really likes Slapshot. Uh, Lewis. What? Oh, I, I I would give this movie a. Four point five robot punches, just because the teeth, like I said, really were super <laughs> weird to me. Like other than that, the teeth, and then uh, the ending, which I felt like you know it could have been done a lot better, just because of the way everything everything else turned out. You know what I mean? Like they just seemed like at the end, like they just didn't know how to end it, and uh, you know if they gave these guys regular teeth, they would have. Maybe if they gave them regular teeth, they would looked weird. Should have just not given him teeth at all. Yeah, they were weird. So that's why it gets a 4.5. Teeth are weird. No. That's what we learned today. Teeth are, are weird. weird. Box quote. Teeth are brought weird. To you, brought to you by <laughs> fluoride. <laughs> teeth are weird. Uh, Ken? Uh, 3.75. Oh. I think due mostly to the fact that, like I said, my suboptimal viewing experience. I think if I were to sit down and watch this movie... And pay attention and be like on my TV and be able to like pay attention to it and watch it and enjoy it. I would probably or there's a very real possibility that I would rate it higher than what I'm rating it right now. Yeah, it's like your second viewing. Like your second viewing is probably the same as mine was, or you like it more. Yeah, probably. Um, I'd have to go with a what Ken said three point seven five also because I really don't like the fact that all of the animals look like they're dead. Just like anim- just like animatronic taxidermy animals, it's really weird. That and was one of my favorite things in you, that movie. How they else look would we... so they look so 
So you just yeah. don't like the fact that there were clay animation yeah. in a sense? No, I know. I like clay. I like clay animation. Stop motion dogs. I don't know, but uh, that's, not, not I, that's why do I don't like Fantastic Mr. Fox is because they all look they all look like taxidermy animals. I've never seen Fantastic Mr. Fox, but this makes me want to see it. I remember it being kind of boring, but it's, I really enjoyed that movie. That had George Clooney, right? Fox yeah. Yes, I remember watching George it with Clooney you and you guys made fun of me. Mr. Fox. I didn't watch it with you. I watched it at home. I watched it with somebody. It was with me. I remember watching it in the was theater. With you. Yeah, maybe it was with maybe, you and Mike. I was going to say, maybe you and I watched it. Yeah, I remember enjoying that movie. All right, so... Someone made fun of me for enjoying it, though. Probably Mike. Probably Mike. Um, you asshole, Mike. But... <laughs> and uh, for the reasons of the story falling near the end, and... But it was... It, well, it did it get a better rating this, because it... If I had to go without watching it a second time, it was probably going to sit at, like, a 2.5. But since I watched it again, it went way up because I, I really, I, I liked it better the second time. So maybe a third time, I'll get over the fact that they all look like they're dead animals that they just pulled out of the gutter. <laughs> now, how would you rate this in like, since you watch a lot of Wes Anderson films, would you rate this in one of his like top? How many yeah. Wes Andersons would you give it? I gotta look at the Wes Anderson list, but it's definitely not better than Grand Budapest Hotel. I'll tell no, you that Grand right Budapest Hotel. Hotel was a good movie. Grand Budapest Hotel is my favorite Wes Anderson. Movie. Well, the thing is, it's like I've seen it, I've seen it twice, but it doesn't bring me the nostalgia of like the first time I saw it. Like, uh, I could watch Grand Budapest Hotel right now and love it. I'm not, I'm not saying I wouldn't love it. I'm just saying that it's, it just doesn't bring the the nostalgia factor like it, like at first did. Like the first time I saw it. Did he do Darjeeling Limited? Is yeah. That, yeah, that's a good one too. I will tell you that my favorite movie that he did is Moonrise Kingdom. I I like Moonrise Kingdom too. I've not seen that one. Um, I I haven't seen a lot of the Wes Anderson movies, but based upon the let me count the one how many I've seen one, two, three, four, five of them, six. It's probably. In the middle? In the yeah, it's right in the middle. Probably. So, well, okay. All right. But I need to see the other ones to go along, to go to learn the, what I would like. Um, Tyler, what are the topics for this week? Uh, so, the topics that uh, I sent out to you guys were um, your favorite childhood movie memories. Like, it could be something in a movie, uh, something at the movies, whichever. So you want to start? Does it just have to be one, or can it be like a couple? So you I have, have like a couple. Three. You can use a couple. Yeah, I have three. You have three. That's that's one too many. Okay, right, I said go. a couple. I was Lewis, about to say I three. come up with three. You can do one. I don't know that I can do three, but okay, uh, Lewis, go Lewis start. Oh, my first. Well, my first one would be uh, when I had enough money to buy uh, Pokemon the first movie. I just saved enough money, and I was able to buy my own VHS movie, and that's what I, like, I watched it, and it was just a really awesome You're making experience. me feel like an old man. <laughs> it was it was a very awesome experience. We bought it at CVS. It was, I think it was like $22 worth, and uh, my dad, I asked my dad if I can use my allowance money, and he was like, yeah, and I bought that movie, and I watched it you, so many times. Do you still own it? Do you still have it? I do. Nice. I, yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's my number one. I don't know if that movie holds up to as well as, as well as I want it to in my head. Oh no, it's still good. It's still good. They make they made a joke that I didn't realize was a a football joke. Uh, like nowadays, like as a kid, I never watched football. But there's a part in the movie where there there's like a storm and they're trying to get to the island and there are these Vikings and Ash and uh, and Brock goes, I thought Vikings were dead. And then Ash goes, oh, no, I thought they lived in Minnesota. 
like the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and I was like, I, I would have never gotten that until, until I rewatched it as an adult. So, yeah. So, it's just a, it is one of the few where they actually killed him, where, where, like, you, where you sit there and they go, oh, they killed Ash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no. It was, and then you're like, whoa. And as a small kid, I was like, oh, my God, yeah, they I, killed Ash. I cried. I cried <laughs> yeah. seeing Pikachu. You know, <laughs> trying to revive Ash. And, All right, like, I'm not the only one. And, Elijah and, made fun of me. No, dude, that was, that, I, I'm telling you, that was one of the, like, it just brought. Few things I didn't cry at. It was such, it was <laughs> such, a, me. it was such an, an emotional scene. And it was, like I said, like, just the fact so, that, like, I asked my dad to take me to CBS and he was like, yeah. And he, without any hesitation, like, he said, you know, like, he wasn't like, no, you can't get this movie. It's. You know, PG thirteen, like you know, nothing like it wasn't even PG thirteen, but you know, it was like, yeah, but like you know what I mean. But still, being being a little kid and being asking your dad if you could buy something with your own money was was a really cool experience. You could hear my mom snore when I saw that the first time. That was (laughs) that's one of my memories from that movie. It's all the way in the back. You just hear my mom go. (sighs) (sighs) That Yu Gi Oh, the first movie, my grandmother fell asleep. Oh, it is rated G. I was a good guess. All right. Do you want me to say my other two, or do you just want me to, or are we just going to go around and say? Um, I have to say Godzilla, the Matthew Broderick version. That. <laughs> that was one of the few, that was like one of the first times I went to the movies a whole bunch of times mm-hmm. with my friends to watch a movie. And we saw Godzilla at the cheap theater every like other day for, for like two bucks. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a great time. Like that was a good summer. We were like, what do you want to do? Let's go watch Godzilla. <laughs> I went and saw the Matthew Broderick Godzilla. And you were in your early teens at that point? Uh, I believe Elijah was three. <laughs> God, I, I'm younger like than 14. I look. According to uh, our last podcast, if it was me, I was 20. Yeah, it's a, yeah teens. Early teens, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, we... I took a whole bunch of people to see that movie, so... That I, movie got my revenue and more. <laughs> I remember that movie. That was a... That that's the one where they had like little baby Godzilla yeah, in there, right? Yeah, Madison Square Garden. <laughs> Madison Square Garden, there were all the yeah. Godzilla eggs. That was, yeah. that was back in the day when like Pizza Hut still gave you toys when you went to Pizza Hut. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I had like the little egg that had like the baby Godzilla in it. I, I will say that the VHS cover was really cool for that Godzilla movie because remember it was like holographic. It's holographic. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, okay, you know. They did that with the DVD too. So that was really awesome. Uh, the, but to go back to the toys, I still have in my parents' house. I still have the Taco Bell cup holding glass that has Godzilla on it. From oh, movie. it's sweet! I love that thing. I need to find that and bring that here. All right. <laughs> what about uh, you, uh, Ed, so Tyler? My my first favorite one. Uh, so when Toy Story, the first one came out in theaters, mm-hmm. um, I went to our little theater with my grandmother. It was like the very first movie I'd ever seen in a zucchini bread grandma or uh, not zucchini, zucchini bread, bread grandma. grandma. Not zucchini bread grandma. Oh, oh we don't uh, care anymore. Yeah, end the story. End the story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that grandma made really good zucchini bread. Lies! <laughs> Not as good as this grandma. Um, so, this was back when, like, the, the theater, when you walked in, the concession stand was in a big freaking circle in the middle of the lobby, mm-hmm. which was really cool. So I, I remember, remember those days, vaguely. Yeah, so we, we got our little, like, kid pack things. You weren't in town. Right and, right. uh... Your grandparents were. Yeah, you... So we walked down, I think it was in theater two, Mm -hmm. um, if I'm remembering how things work at the whatever age I was. Yeah. Um, So 
I remember we, we sat down and that was pretty much the end of the memory. Like I don't remember watching the movie. I know that that was the movie we went to watch. The beginning of it happened, and then my brother like like when the shark came on the screen, I guess said, "There's a shark," and uh, we went shh. And that's when the family decided that these kids can't go watch a movie by themselves until eight crazy nights. <laughs> what about you, Ken? Um, I remember my earliest movie theater memory. Wow. I remember when there was black and white and then they turned to color. When, when it was called Nickelodeons. <laughs> you watched a Nickelodeon for a nickel. <laughs> my earliest, like... Really distinct. Um, well, it's your bedtime. Theater, yeah, it is a little bit. Uh, not really. Uh, my my oldest distinct movie theater memory is going to watch The Land Before Time. Because I th- and I think the reason why I remember this is because my dad took my sister and I, and my dad's not a big movie guy, not a huge fan of spending money, <laughs> and generally speaking. Like mom's the movie person, so yeah. like mom would have been the one. Like I remember, but say your mom's watching. I, I remember my mom took me to see Jurassic Park. Uh, you know, like I, mom took me to see, took us to see a lot of movies or something. That was a pretty regular occurrence. Um, so, I think I think the reason why I remember, like I said, is because my 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 dad took us. Well, okay. Pretty awesome to see the land before time. To see the land before time. You're going the wrong way. (laughs) (laughs) What was the horse's name? The horse. What the fuck? You're you're talking about the Neverending Story. I was like, this this is the movie about dinosaurs? (laughs) There we go. So the Falcor never made any sense to begin with. I was wondering why you were yelling. I I, I didn't know why you did that. I was like, that has absolutely nothing to do with the Land Before Time. It has been a really long time since I've seen the Land Before Time, so I don't remember. A little fun fact about Land Before Time. The Land Before Time. (laughs) A little fun fact about it. Uh, You remember Ducky? The little... The little, uh, the little dinosaur that was played by the little girl? Yeah, she's yeah. dead. Yeah, her dad murdered her. Well. Yeah. That's delightful little fun fact. It's like the fun <laughs> I facts that I got. Fun it's a fun fact <laughs> that I got from PetSmart. <laughs> so, Lewis, second childhood movie yeah. memory. Oh, going to see Star Wars Episode One. It was uh, the first Star Wars movie I ever got to see in theaters. And being let down. <laughs> I wasn't let, I mean, I, w- I wasn't let down. I thought... Like, are you, are you kidding me? I like, saw that by design, myself. I, design, it was designed for your age. I was like I, yeah, 16. I, and you know what I mean? I was, I was, yeah, I, I was thinking maybe like, what year did it come out? 98? I'll get you information. If it came out in 98, I think I was eight years old. Good God, you were eight years old. Don't tell me these things. Yes, I was born in 1990. Back in my day. He's <laughs> a cute little kid. <laughs> you, know, you, you know what I mean? But, uh, but it 1999. Was, I was nine. <laughs> But uh, it was just a really awesome... I was 17. It was just a really awesome movie just to see it. <laughs> my sister... It was me and my sister who Whoa. took me. Yeah. I was... I, I remember... I remember being old enough. Like, I was in my... Like, it was, I was 16, 17 when that movie came out. I remember going to see that by myself. Like, yeah. I remember okay. being... My sister... My the sister, only person in my friend group who was interested in seeing that movie. It's got Baby Lewis and Grandpa Ken. My sister took me to, to, to go and uh, to watch it. And I was just mesmerized by the fight scene with uh, 
Obi Wan Kenobi, Qui Gon Jinn, and uh, that is the best part of that movie. <laughs> and the I best was guy. <laughs> oh, see, so you weren't that much older than me. Yeah, I'm not that much older than you. So, you know, it was just it was just a really it was just a really cool like it made me like Star Wars again. And then I got the uh, the next the next week, my sister and my dad went and took me out and bought and they bought me the the lightsaber, the double edged lightsaber, mm-hmm. and I took it to school and got and it got broken by some some lady. I wasn't even supposed to take it to school. I snuck it in my book bag. And then, and then what happened when you got home? I told my dad I broke it and he whooped my butt. <laughs> <laughs> I told him, I was like, some lady, I forget what she did, but she broke it and he was like, I told you. So, yeah, I was really uh, disappointed. But yeah. I remember Space Jam. Oh, Space Jam was awesome. But this Space Jam story is just a funny, humorous story. Because the first time we were my we were trying, determined to watch Space Jam in theater, my mom and dad wanted to just take me to see Space Jam. We tried four times, never succeeded. Um, until the third time, until the no the fourth time, the fourth time we finally watched it. The third time we got in the theater, we sat down, the previews played, everything was good. Then the movie started, and Hard Rain started to play, <laughs> and that was not. Space Jam. <laughs> and then they went, uh-oh, someone made a mistake. And so everybody had to get a refund, and we all left. And I was sad. So, like, they... They, they threaded, threaded the, they wrong threaded movie. the wrong movie. They threaded the wrong movie, so Hard Rain had to finish playing. Right. So for you young kids out there, like Lewis... It comes in film. The movies used to be in film. You're not that much older than me, Tyler. But... That's one of my favorite memories because so my dad when, was... when people are uh, have, have have completely uh, have dredged the, the the bottom of of all of the human entertainment and they're listening to this because there's nothing else for them to listen to. <laughs> Once upon a time, kids. <laughs> there was movies, a lady that sat in the front of the theater with a piano. <laughs> movies used to come on film and you couldn't rewind it; it could only go through. <laughs> that used to be my. Uh, that's going to be my thing. It's my second favorite thing. What? Is the people that would come, when we were working at the theater, oh, the people that would come out of the theater and be like, the only person that came in and they showed up late to make my life miserable, and they'd be like, hey, can you rewind that? And I'm like, nah, that's not how that works, man. <laughs> <laughs> that or when, like, you saw the You got to show up on time. Well, do you also remember when, uh, like, you would be watching the movie and then you would see the person up there, like, fixing the movie? Like, you know, and they, or they would walk by and you would just see them in the screen and you're just like, oh my god. Never had that. Oh. Uh, we had there was there was errors. Oh, that meant there was a problem. Yeah, and then we had the time Dwayne like put the one section of the, the rock film Johnson? upside down and backwards. <laughs> oh more like that. the drunk Johnson. <laughs> I was about to say Dwayne the drunk Johnson. It's more like it. <laughs> it sounded like they were speaking in tongues. What about you, Kim? What? what? Uh, oh, I remember one of the few times that. As like older, not adults, because my my sisters would have still been pretty young. But we went to see uh, family. We took we took uh, Thanksgiving and went and watched uh, the toy. I think it was Toy Story the first one. Yeah, that would have been around that time. Sweet, uh, Lewis. What's your last one? My last one. It was going to be the Warriors of Virtue, but I just remembered another movie. Well, it wasn't another movie, but it was it was me, my mom, and my dad, and we went out to the movie theaters, and we were it's back in the day where like we were very like 
we would watch a movie, and then once the movie's over, we'd just go into another movie theater and watch that movie. Oh, you're a theater hopper. Yeah, but, yeah, I, we were, right, five years old, five, you know what I mean? But five years old, you didn't but, know better. I didn't know better, I just, you you know, I just, know I just wanted my parents, but what was the funniest thing was that, like, we want, we want to go see a family movie, I can't remember that movie, but then I, at the, that, when, when we went, um, Home Alone 3 was out in theaters. Ew. And I wanted I I wanted to watch Home Alone three because I watched Home Alone one and Home Alone two. I was like, Mom, Dad, let's go watch Home Alone three. And I didn't read the title. I couldn't really read back then. You know what I mean? But I I I could go by like what the pictures looked like. And there was one title that looked very similar to Home Alone three. So we get in there, and the movie was maybe I think like ten minutes in, and it had almost the same style of like oh. These parents went away and this kid, whatever. It turned out to be a horror movie where, like, where like someone got murdered. There was a lot of change. It was a rated R movie. And I did not understand that movie at all. And my dad goes to me goes, this is Home Alone? <laughs> and I was like, ah, dad, I don't think so. We ended up watching this movie. But it was that, it was just such a funny memory that, like, I can't remember the movie we, we went to go watch. But I do remember that we didn't watch Home Alone 3. We just watched some random rated R movie <laughs> that I should have not seen. I should have was not allowed to watch. Home Alone the horror movie. Uh, it was a... Uh, Tyler. Um, mine's another movie theater one. Um, and this was when me, you, and Mike watched, uh, the latest Rambo. This sounds <laughs> like, this sounds like whole... not a childhood memory. Yeah, you're, yeah you're saying childhood, were you a child back then? He's always been a child. Cause that, movie, just was like word, that movie was very cleanly rated R. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, we were adults. We were, they were in our He's always a child. Let's we're just go in our teens. So like, I'm 100 percent sure I was not. <laughs> that Look movie, it up. That movie came out in 2007. Rambo, no, 27. No, 28. 2008. Oh yeah, I was. I was, gonna say, I was 18. Dad and I went to see that together. So you should have been 20. 2008. Yeah. So I was 17 when I graduated. So I would have been you 19. Just do the backwards math from your birthday. Yeah. I would have been 19 when I watched that movie. Oh, I was okay. still my teens. So I, I call it childhood. You were an adult. <laughs> Legally. Let's, let's take that back. Teens. He was in his teens. Me and Mike were in our 20s. Yeah, still kind of a, a kid then. Yes. Anyways. Um, I, didn't, okay. I didn't realize there was, much of an age, there was that much of an age gap between you two. Okay. It's a year. Because Mike, Mike was, Mike, Mike was held back with like I was. Anyways, so but they graduated uh, at the same time. The uh, the whole time okay. we watched this what movie, mm-hmm. like I, there was a gummy bear on the screen, <laughs> and it just so happened this gummy bear was like positioned perfectly so that like every time Sylvester Stallone had a close up, it was like on the <laughs> side of his face. <laughs> That's funny. I, I That's what those weird memories is the gummy bear on the screen. I do because we made this fun was, of the gummy bear. This was, like, this was not a good story, Tyler. Yeah, I don't have a good story. I don't have uh, good stories. That's That's fine. Fine. What about when then you watch the Mighty that. Ducks? Or, or we went over the Mighty Ducks, and you don't like my response to the Mighty Ducks. You're right. Okay, so Elijah, bring us home. Oh, you don't got one. I had two. Oh. Okay, do you, I mean, like, other you than that, it's, it's like, like, I remember watching... It's probably not a good story, Who's so Raven can't say Rabbit in theaters, I remember watching, uh, what do you call it? Who the framed, first, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja You said Who Framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah, Jesus, how old are you? <clears throat> I'm 36. He's not that much older than us. I know. Um. Five, to me. 
yeah. Um, I have to go with Aladdin because I believe that was the first movie I watched in theaters. Oh. So, Isn't that one. still your favorite Disney movie? It is still my favorite Disney movie. I think mine has to be Lion King. Mine's is The Lion King. Watched it in Venezuela in English. Didn't know one lick of anything they were saying. <laughs> just watching it going, was a lot happening. Did it have subtitles? No, we just we just got the DVD. And even if it did have subtitles, I didn't know how to read. I was like two years old. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? So I was like, what the... When, I just, Simba, when Simba dies, your mind was blown. Oh, yeah. I was Not like, Simba, I, I just looked at my mom and I'm like, mom, <laughs> why, why? Why did he die? <laughs> mom, is dad gonna die? It was because is dead. It was. It was just such a very. I just remember just being like, I love this movie. I mean, when I was a kid, I had to watch. I had to watch Lion King three times a day. If not, I would throw a fit. Even if I did, <laughs> and it didn't matter that I didn't understand what they were saying. I just had to watch it. You just wanted to watch it. Yeah, and try to figure it out. And you're like, all right. Something's happening here if I eat with these dog-looking creatures. I know those hyenas are bad. <laughs> I know that these people are bad. We're not rooting for that lion. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, if you want to visit us, visit our website. Go to www.thepostermanpodcast.com. Send us emails with questions, comments, other information to thepostermanpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at the Posterman Pod. Find us on Instagram at the Posterman Podcast. That's all one word. And the Facebook, the Posterman Podcast. Find us on the Facebook. <laughs> yep, find us on that book of the face. No. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. See, see you, everybody. Bye.